Blog Talk Radio. Yes, I had a really good time. 
I had a really good time. Um, I'm excited about um, just moving forward. I'm excited about uh, the goals for 2012, personal and um, business with the um, photography and and Black Writer Space. I'm really excited. I'm excited for um, our future guests, our guests that we've had on. I'm just I'm really excited, and um, I think it's really going to be some doors that's going to be opening up uh, for us this year, um, just everywhere. Just so get ready. You ready? <laughs> Actually, I'm ready. I'm on the same thing you on as far as the goals, leaving the last, you know, negativity in the past and moving forward. You know, just trying to do the right things this year and and keep the positive people and positive situations around us because if we're going to be in the business of helping others, you know, we got to make sure we stay humble and, you know, stay prayed up because this is going to be a beautiful year for Black Writers Space. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Um, we do have a guest tonight. Um, she hasn't called in yet. But we have tonight we have uh, Donnell Patterson Winningham. She is a Arthur, a coach and a motivational speaker. So I'm excited to have her on and um talk about some great things that she's doing. She has um two books two book series. So she has a lot of empowering things to bring to the table and um I'm excited to have her on. Yeah, actually, I, I read a lot of things about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just read a lot of things about her, and, you know, can't wait for her to call the show so she can elaborate a little bit more about what she got going on so the listeners can understand her movement and, and what she's trying to do and what she has done. Right. I'm having, um, I'm trying to also not just have people who, um, like I said, this is not geared towards people who just have a book or They've been a you know a long time writer, but I also want to have on some um, guests that kind of talk about marketing and just different things that also go along with writing and publishing. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm with you. You sure? Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I'm. I'm open to pretty much anybody that writes who's creative. Like, I'm really waiting for the songwriters and the screenwriters to come on and, and you know, talk to us a little I bit more know, about. I know, and I don't how, have any screenwriters yet. Because I know, you know, a lot of people understand when you write a play or writing a movie or writing a short story, stuff like that, that takes a lot of talent. So mm-hmm. we need those people on this show, you know, especially the musicians, you know, writing, writing a song. Come on now, what, how did you get your inspiration for that? Right, I know. Okay, we have her now. Um, let me put her on the line. You know, the call to start, it got quiet, and that was my phone. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello, I can now, yes. Yes, okay, good. I'm thinking I'm holding. Oh, no. I was just waiting for your number. On my end, your, when your number pops up on the screen, then I know you're on hold, but I have you now. So, oh, um, okay, good. Thank you for taking the time out to uh, embrace us. <laughs> 
with um, all of this empowerment you're bringing to us today. I have um, myself, Miss Mocha, Tiffany, I'm your host, and my co-host, Mario. How you doing tonight? Mario. Oh, hey, guys. How you doing? Hi. And now, am I pronouncing your name right, Don- Donnell? How do you pronounce it's Donnell. Danielle, okay. Danielle Patterson Winningham, correct? That's correct. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, I did get the information that you sent me about your, um, you do a lot. You're an author, a motivational speaker, and a coach. So I'm I'm, going to get my priority, and all that's right, but I'm a coach first. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. where all of this started. I'm a coach for um, Chase Bank. I've been at Chase for 13 years. I coach executives on their persona, their performance, and just being overall, just overall improvement. And so okay. from being a coach at Chase, I started to write because when you write a how-to or self-help or made a motivational book, what you're really doing is coaching through written words. And so that's where the books came from. And then um, everything else, kind of the motivational speaking, that's really group coaching because you're really coaching people to do better, but you're coaching a group of people at a time. So if I had to say one thing, if people ask you, you know, what what one thing are you? Because it seems like you do a lot, but not really. At the end of the day, I'm a coach first. That's what I am. Okay. So what's next after the coach, the motivational speaking or the author? Um, I would I would probably say motivational speaker. Okay. Okay, so um You Go Girl, Power for Teens. Tell us about that. That's a book series, correct? That is, and that's a book that I'm actually writing with my twin daughters, Hope and Faith, and actually uh Girl Power is something that I want to do for all women, all different ages, and all different stages in life. So the Girl Power for Tweens is for 8- to 12-year-olds. Um, like I said, I'm writing it with Hope and Faith. They're 14, and they really just left that world. It was a huge transition for them because uh, in the 8- to 12-year-old range, I'm not sure if you guys remember. I, I barely remember, but I, I remember. Um, but the 8- to 12-year-old range, that's when everybody plays with everybody and everybody's friends with everybody and, you know, there's no preconceived notions and, you know, you don't judge people. You're you're outside of that judgmental realm. You haven't really got to that place where, you know, you start to notice who has what or who does what. And so as they move to middle school um, and, and started to get to their teens, it was a huge transition for them because they started to get to a place where, you know, people became more judgmental. People became more jealous. People became more envious. And, you know, it really hurt them. And they started to have more personal challenges, too, from the bully challenge to, you know, juggling extracurricular activities and their schoolwork. And so with with the Girl Power for Tweens, it really is a book to help little girls that age transition into, hey, it's, it's going to be a little bit different where you're going, but you can still be you and you'll be okay being you as long as you love you and your uniqueness and your differences first and foremost. And that's really the message with Girl Power, period. It's really just about loving yourself and being the best you, taking the talents that God gave you 
and really uh, work with what you have and not taking the time to look and say, oh, she has this and or he has that, you know, really about taking what you have and making the most of it. Right. I agree. Okay. And um, let's see, you had a, um, there was an article in the Houston Chronicle, the largest newspaper. I did. I, okay. I did. How did that actually, come about? Um, um, actually, I'm going to be honest, my entire, somebody asked me um, not too long ago, because I, I did a book signing at a ribbon cutting, and, and people were like, wow, so you did a book signing at a ribbon cutting. They said, who's your publicist? And I say, God, because everything that's happened to me so far really has been, you know, just a blessing. I was at um, the One Woman Expo in Houston, in Sugar Land, and I'm in what they call the Author's Code, with a whole lot of other writers promoting their books. And so I think it was like nine other authors, and this lady comes up, up to my table out of nowhere, and, and she starts to ask me about my books and um, I really thought she was there about books, so you know I'm pitching, right? I'm, you know I'm telling her you need this book. You know this book's going to help you. And so she's it, at the end when I'm going in to get her to buy a book, she says, "Well, you know, my name is Valerie Sweeten. I'm with the Houston Chronicle, and I'd love to not only profile your book, but as you release other books, I'd like to just stay in touch with you and uh, continue to profile your book in the Houston Chronicle." So that was that was a huge blessing. Like I said, it came out of nowhere. Um, I'm, I'm going to be extremely honest to a certain extent. Fear kind of held me back, and uh, even as the books went live on Amazon, I was hesitant to contact her. And she contacted me back and was like, hey, what's going on with the books? I'm, I'm waiting on you, and so it really just pushed me forward. So it was an amazing opportunity that just really just happened. Wow. That's awesome. Um and I love hearing stories like that because um, a lot of times we forget who's totally in control. So it doesn't always have yeah, to be. Yeah, you really uh, can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a You really can. And you know what I tell, people, I tell people all the time? I say that, um, and, and it seems like I do a lot, but really, to be honest, God gave us all a whole bunch of talents. And sometimes we don't use half of them. And I'm going right. to be honest, people are like, I see you on Facebook at 2 and 3 in the morning. When do you sleep? I tell people I slept for 40 years. I'm up now. You know, and so when you can move beyond the fear and we can move beyond, uh, and and you always have to remember, one thing I always have to remember, and I tell people this, is that if we're made in the image of God, we're made in his image, who are we not to be great? So we can't be afraid of being great. We can't be afraid of doing all these things because we're made in his image, and we're supposed to. We're supposed mm-hmm. to give that. We're supposed to do work in the community. We're supposed to. We're supposed to do all of that. You know, and a lot of times we don't because fear and self-doubt, and it, it just it gets the best of everybody. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree yes. with that. Yes. It's a uh, lot of people that are scared that. to go forth with their goals and waiting on this to happen and waiting on that to happen. And, um, well, what you think I should? I used to do that a lot. I got a great idea. Well, what you have. think about this? Yeah, and I, I, um, I lay it all out to them, and by the time they get through telling me everything negative about why I shouldn't do it, 
I don't want to do it no more. You talk yourself out of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I stopped even doing that. When I got it, I just go with it. Now I might I'm, I do my research or something like that or get information on it, and I might ask somebody who has that um, idea mindset. But asking somebody who right. already ain't doing nothing, ain't never did nothing, ain't going to do nothing, don't want to do nothing, uh-uh, no. <laughs> so, and you yeah. know what? That's been a huge, that was a huge um, epiphany for me that I had to change my circle. And not that my circle was bad because it wasn't. I was, um, I call myself a corporate captive. I work for Chase. They, they pay me, you know, halfway decent money. And, and I was complacent. You know, I was okay. I wasn't trying to kick any doors in anywhere. You know, I went to look my little nine to five. I got my little check. And, you know, I came home. And at the end of the day, I had to change my circle slightly to be able to elevate myself and transcend into a person who could run four or five businesses. I got with women who was running four or five businesses, and that made it okay because you really can't do that kind of work and touch that much and have partners. They go to their nine to five and come home because you're going you're gonna to start to get jealous. You're going to be like, I'll to take a nap too, you know. I, I want to mm-hmm. watch TV tonight too. And, and some of the superficial things, I really had to let them go, like watching TV. It's rare. You know, but I'm not missing nothing because I'm not tripping on trying to watch basketball wives or love and hip-hop. I don't want to see us tear ourselves up on TV. So I'm really not missing nothing on that. But at the end of the day, I had to make some choices of what I wanted to do with my time and even who I wanted to do my time with. And my partners are still my partners, don't get me wrong, but you're absolutely correct. I have to run an idea by somebody who's already juggling four or five ideas for them to even get it and say, oh, yeah, girl, you did that push forward. So it, it is mm-hmm. absolutely who you're around that makes a huge difference. Yes. Right. Yeah, I tell my kids all the time, be around somebody who's trying to do something, then that motivates you and, you know, don't, Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a really that's a real issue in, with the, with the teenagers today, and then everybody's trying to fit in. So, hmm, who are you trying to that's fit in problem. with? That's yeah. actually the biggest problem. Everybody, the peer pressure of the community, the peer pressure of everybody want to do this negative thing or or want to do the rap thing or the, everybody want to wear the skinny jeans. Everybody want to, like she said earlier, the love and hip hop and all these reality shows. That's not real. It's for entertainment purposes, but you have some people look at these things and take it, take on it in their own lifestyle. Like, oh, yeah, I want to be that person on bas- Basketball Wives or Love and Hip Hop, but you're not that person. You yourself, you know, and procrastination is the number one thing. People being stagnant and they go because they figure, like you said, Tiffany, oh, what are my friends going to say about this or what would my mom think if I was trying to do this? But what you think about it? We the image, like you said, we the image of God. We gotta act like it. Yeah, that's I true. To realize I that I have, have to make it happen. Go ahead. I even have a, a, so when my girls started first really feeling the uh, segregation. I'll call it for lack of a better word of school, and, and they got to talking about okay, there's this group of popular girls and. You know, they like us, but they treat other girls bad, and, you know, we really don't like what they're about. I said, okay, you go to school tomorrow, that's what I want you to do. I'm a strategist above all else. I'm, I'm, I'm big on strategy. I said, count how many popular girls there are 
and count everybody else and start picking up everybody else. And they did that. They started picking up the girls on the outside, the girls that nobody talked to, the girls that didn't have a lot of friends. Them mm. chicks had 40 girls at their smuggle party, 40, mm. because they, they're not separatists. They're inclusive. They were girls from all backgrounds. They were diverse. They do different things. They had girls from the debate team and girls from the basketball team and girls from the step team, all of these different girls because they create an inclusive environment, a positive environment where they're about grades and they're about getting their extracurricular activities. They have chores. They know that everybody's money is limited. I teach them that. And I teach them, you know, you never know what's going on in these little girls' lives, why she don't have brand new shoes or why she don't have this, why she don't have that. But at the end of the day, that's not what makes that little girl. What makes that little girl is how she treats you. And as long as she treats you right, if she's walking on the back of her shoes, that should be your partner. And go in the closet and get her some of yours while, you, while you're looking at her feet. Mm-hmm. And that's what I teach them because, any, because anything else is just, to me, it's wrong and raggedy and it's, it's what tears us down as a people. And all that to me is girl power, all of that. And they see me. They see me working in the community for Thanksgiving. I, like I said, I'm a, a coach for Chase. I work in a building with 1,500 people. I know over 1,000 of them. For, for Thanksgiving, I said, I want to see 100 families. I asked everybody I knew to bring in something. I had a list of five things. Because we all know we like to eat on uh, Thanksgiving. Don't bring no uh, pork and beans up in here because we don't eat pork and beans on Thanksgiving, and I'm not going to get none of nobody else. I said green beans, mashed potatoes and gravy, macaroni and cheese, cranberry sauce, and yams. Those are the five things you can bring in those five things. Do you know we raise enough food to feed a 1,000 people? You're supposed mm. to take every resource that God gives you, and you're supposed to just squeeze it till it's dry. And that's 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 girl power to me. Mm. Oh wow! I have a, I have a question. Uh, as far as uh, girl power and what I read about it and and what you're saying about it to me seems so beautiful. How can somebody get involved into girl power? And is this just a is this a national movement or is this just something you have faced in Houston? Well, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I'm working on Girl Power for Entrepreneurs. It is women nationally. It is women nationally doing huge, 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 huge great things. I have Lisa Miller Baldwin. She's in Oklahoma City. Uh, She has uh, a domestic abuse foundation called Wonderfully Made. She has a homeless shelter. And not only that, on top of that, she just got back. Johnson Products flew her to D.C. to testify on Capitol Hill about the impacts of domestic violence. And so mm. as I interview her for Girl Power for Entrepreneurs, her story is just the power of adversity and being able to overcome your adversity. i got a whole lot of women from all over the nation that I'm interviewing, so it's not a Houston thing. And at the end of the day, it's, it's just women doing great things and just us recognizing that we, too, are great. I have a quote. <laughs> Let me tell you something about me what's funny. I quote rappers a lot. I don't seem like I would. <laughs> and people are also astonished when I do, but I do. And Tupac has a quote that says, just working with the scraps she was given, and Mama made miracles every Thanksgiving. And to me, right. that's every woman. And it's nothing discriminatory towards men because I truly believe that 
as we work and empower ourselves, we automatically improve our world. We improve our men. We improve our children. And I can only coach to women because that's who I am. You know, that that's what I am. I'm a mother. I'm an aunt. I'm a friend. You know, I'm a chick. I'm a girl. That's who I am. And so that's why I speak to women because I understand their battle. And it's never anything, even in my book in the first chapter, in the introduction, I think it's in the foreword, I say this is not a man you have. This is not how to get your man up how to keep your man or, or what to do if your man is stripping, it's not that. Girl power is for you, about you, love yourself, go out there and make it happen like every day is your last day on earth. And and to me that's that's what it's about. And it's, it's women doing it already, and I think that we're quicker to uh, glorify, like you said earlier, the basketball wives and the things like that that are not really real as opposed to glorifying these women who are, are feeding people in the community and, and giving people places to stay in who've, who've climbed over great mountains and done great things. And I think that, that that's what girl power is, is giving the glory back to the women that our children should idolize. I honestly agree. Um, I just want to say, as coming from a man, I commend you and I respect everything you're doing because I was taught and most most people that listen to me on Facebook as far as what I write and people that I talk to in the community or just my friends and family, I always say that a woman is the first school of thought. You know what I mean? Like when we're inside your belly, you're teaching us everything before we come out. You know what I mean? And the things that you're doing is giving women all across this world, you know, a ladder to climb and say, okay, yeah, I can be a good woman. I know I can. I got it inside of me. And that's coming from a man saying it to you that keep doing what you're doing. And if you do decide to need a man help, look me up. I'll help you no matter what. Hmm. And you know what? Let me tell you something. I have, I run into so many men. Men, you're going to have to get together offline. Because I run into so many men that want me to tell them what to do, and I can't. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not that I don't want to, but, you know, you really have to walk in somebody's shoes to be able to to help them. And so, yeah, we need to hook up because I, I, there's definitely a need for it. Uh, us as a people, it's our time. Uh, us as a human, just a human race, you know, across the race, it, we let it go too far. We let it get too crazy. We let the things that don't matter take over, and we're losing the things that matter. People losing their houses every day because they're trying to buy a new car every other day. You know, it's, we let the, we, we just let it go too far. And I think that this is the year that it, it starts to make a return. It starts to come back. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this is the year where we got the, I'm going to call this the year of priority. You know, this is the year of what's more important, saving, up, saving your community or, like you say, buying a new car. It's not the role of buying a new car for the record. It's just, don't put yourself in a hole just to have something when you can save others with what you what you do have. Like you said, I don't want to eat pork and beans, you know what I mean? I, and why would I give pork and beans to a church when I know I can give some string beans? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know pork and beans for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? And I respect that, what you just said on that level. And, you know, every single month, and I'm not going to lie, I spent a lot of years to do nothing. 
I spent a lot of years that God probably was looking me rolling his eyes every single year because I had it and I didn't do. But I'm woke now. I'm woke now. I, for Thanksgiving, we did the food drive. I turned right around the next week and did a blanket and coat drive. So we went and passed the food out to the organization. We was handing out coats and blankets, over 500. I turned right around and did a toy drive for Christmas. I said, I'll pick up a charity every month because it's as simple as me with the power that I have, the power this job gave me, just asking people I need you to support it. And everybody does a little bit. But see, with everybody doing a little bit, you have a lot. And we're supposed to use our resources just like that. Hmm. Like I said, I'm not going to lie. I don't fuss at other people about it because, like I said, I know it was a time where I was sleep too. But it's time for us all to become undormant, if that's a word. It's time for all of us to wake up. It's time for us to all look around. And I'm not saying anybody take your last and give it away. I'm saying it's enough exist in this world. It's enough room at the table for everybody. We need to quit hating on each other's businesses. That's another mm-hmm. great thing I'm a proponent of. That's another thing wow. Girl Power is about. I didn't build my own website. A lady named Erica who has a passion for websites, she built my website. That's Girl Power. You're supposed to take that money and give it back. I don't I do not do my own business cards. I find people that this is their passion, and I'm so seen into their business because that's how we all make it. I don't make it over here doing self-help and, and trying to do all the things that I'm not good at or that I don't have a passion for. My passion is coaching. Plain and simple. I want to build people of greatness, whether it's through books, whether it's you heard me speak somewhere, whether it's uh, one-on-one coaching, and now I've combined the two. So now I'm coaching writers to write their own books because there's so many publishers and craziness out there I almost spent thousands and thousands of dollars, and if it wasn't for the word of God that said, don't go that way, don't go that way, come back, don't go that way. I had signed a contract with Balboa Press for $2,400. He called me back. I lost $75 I canceling the contract, but I gained the ability to self-publish. Same with Exolibris. I had signed with them to produce my children's book. He called me back. So now I coach writers, hey, let me show you the business, and this is the difference. You pay for coaching, and not only do you have the motivation, support with your time management, support with your money management, support with the resources, but when it's time for you to write that other book, guess what? You know how to do it. And with a publisher, you got to show up with a check every time you want to write a book. Mm-hmm. There's nothing liberating about that. So at the end of the day, I do a lot because I really I really was supposed to have been doing a lot a long time ago. So now I'm playing catch up. Wow. Anything else? <laughs> Did I lose you guys?
seem like we're having a problem with the air. Um, I'm waiting for Tiffany to come back on. She got cut off for some reason, so we apologize. Are you still there, Danielle? I'm still here. Okay, well, I mean, you're going to do some talking. Um, <laughs> we'll meet Tiffany. We'll meet Tiffany. I'm going to take over today. I'm going to take over. Um, you're going to take over? Cat, um, I'm going to take tell over. <laughs> don't, hey, don't tell her I said it, though. But I'm going to take over, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little boy power up in here. So y'all got a lot of girl power going on up in here. Um. But to be honest with you, like I said earlier, I'm really, like, feeling what you're talking about. And me and Tiffany and Black Writer Space, we're we doing some community things going on right now. And we have a couple of nonprofit organizations we did create, and we are going to bring them into fruition real soon. And we want to take it nationwide just as well as what you're doing. But what I read about what you was doing as far as dreamscapes, can you talk about that a little bit more so the listeners can understand what Dreamscapes is all about? So Dreamscapes, and when I thought the word Dreamscapes, I really thought about a parachute and people escaping their nine-to-five, something that was a struggle for me. It's still a struggle, but I really love what I do. It's not that many people who have a nine-to-five where they really love what they do. There's this book called The Energy Bus by John Gordon, and in the book, he quotes the stat that says more people die on Mondays at 9 a.m. any time during the week. So people rather die than go to work. And there's so many people who, through life circumstances or life situations, that are stuck in a job that they hate. So I really want them to become unstuck. So with Dreamscapes, whether it's helping uh, somebody create their dream with their planning and, and coaching to really help them uncover their passion and ideas around how they can make that passion lucrative and, and eventually leave that nine-to-five. And another thing I do with Dreamscapes is I coach pro bonos, uh, which I have three or four or four or five different nonprofits that I work with, and I really help them grow that nonprofit vision so that, one, they can impact more people, and, two, I can get a write-off on my taxes. Did I say that? Did I say that over there? You got the right to say it. You got the right to say it. You got the right to say it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to make a boatload of cash. And it's just really being strategic. We are supposed to get back, but nobody says you have to get back for free. They don't have the money to, to sew into services like mine, so I donate my time. I donate, donate my services. I talk to them once a week. And, you know, I help them stuff from educating them about different grant opportunities that are out there, different uh, programs that are out there to help their businesses grow, how to really take a lot of them have a nonprofit in addition to a nine-to-five or some of them a nonprofit in addition to being entrepreneurs. So I help them sew all of that together so it doesn't seem like they're running around doing four or five different things. It just becomes that one thing that is, is working for good in the community, but also working to uh, bring them an income in. So at the end of the day, it's, a, it's, it's truly a win-win because, again, giving back to the community, I'm helping out. And the, the best way for people to help out is to do what you do best, and what I do best is coach. So I coach for nonprofits, 
and then I help people, like I said, whether they want to leave their nine to five or whether they want to grow their current business, I help them with that also. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. And See, I don't think me, so. Once again. I don't think so. I'm, let me tell you, I'm so humbled. Now, you hear confidence because that's who I am. But if I tell you the days that I'm just so humbled and just so blown away, I don't know if you guys know or not, but there's this guy, his name is James Malachick. They call him the yes, Big Yes, I know him. I don't know him, but I'm familiar with him. Um, when they did The Secret Millionaire here in Gary, my friend's right. husband was the one who he donated the money to the organization, the basketball thing. That was That's that was right, awesome. and my husband's from Gary. So we go to okay. Gary once a year. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm I've been going to Gary once a year for probably 10 or 15 years now. So okay. James Malachick had a contest. And he was giving away two iPads, two Kindle Fires, and an all-expense trip to Vegas, dinner and a show with him, and coaching from him. And guess who won the coaching? What? I did. Wow. Oh, my God. And you know what old people say, but God, but God. It was so many people emailed me, and they were like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you won. And, girl, I almost missed it. Because the man over the social media campaign started sending me emails on Facebook, and I thought he was a weirdo. I unfriended the man, wouldn't answer his, <laughs> wouldn't answer his messages, and it was a Saturday morning, and he said, you know, you have to you have to call me. He said, I don't want you to miss this opportunity. This is a life-changing opportunity. I've been trying to get in touch with you all week. You unfriended me on Facebook. He said, you won, you're the grand prize winner from Jane Malachek Contest. You want an all-expense trip, trip to Vegas, and you get coaching from James. It's going to change your life. He said, whatever research you need to do, no, this is real. Go do your research, and you need to call me today. And so I'm still thinking it's a scam. I done forgot all about the contest. I get the researching, and as I'm steady researching, steady researching, the light above my head is still getting bigger, like, oh, my God, I think this may be real. Oh, my God, I think this is real. So when I finally get in touch with the man, he was like, his name is Bill Brown, he was like, oh, my goodness, I, I just didn't want to get this to anybody else. I just knew this was for you. And so wow. that's that's God. I, I'm going to schedule the trip sometime um, Oh my God. probably at the end of January, but... And I told everybody that I know, as soon as I come back, I'm sharing every single thing I learned with everybody I know whether they want to hear it or not. Because we're supposed to share like that. People people don't get that. So I did. I did win that. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. It really is. Huh? That's awesome. This is awesome. Uh like we got a saying at Black Writers Space, and you know how you gonna be great if you're not around greatness. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I want to be coached. I want to be coached. You need to coach me. Coach me. Uh, put me in the game, coach. I'm ready. 
I'm ready for you. I tell people that all the time. I say, let me in, Coach. I can play. I can play. I, I'm, I'm, let me in, Coach. I can play. Well, what so we're going to do is. I'm telling you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, this is your time. You go ahead. I was just going to say it's, been, it's just been an amazing time, amazing events. I just I want to take as many people as I can uh, on this empowerment journey. I really want people to know that, you know, that whatever it is, you, you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So if you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. So I want people to give people just the power to know that everybody is great. Everybody is great. Regardless of what it is, you you grated fried chicken, go get Colonel Ruff for his money. Do do what you got to do. Everybody's great at something. And when you just take the power of God and you start to move your feet, he meets you more than halfway. Because he sees me working. But at the end of the day, everything that I have is just, is just blessings and blessings and blessings and blessings. And even the Bible says, your cup runs over. The Bible says that. So he wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have stuff, whatever you measure it by, whether it's people following you or whether it's money in the bank or, or whether it's nice things, whatever you measure it by, whether it's helping other people, whatever your measure is, he wants you to have that and more. And I, I think he opens up the opportunity to give it to you. I honestly agree. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, what we're going to do is when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some things that, we want the listeners to uh, understand from you and, you know, get a little bit more in-depth with you because I'm I'm really feeling what you're doing and I'm ready to be coached, like we said earlier. So when we come back after this break, we're going to get in-depth with you. And I think we have some people that want to call in. I think they may have some questions or comments. So we're going to take them when we come back from break. Okay, great.
We are back, and we have uh, Danielle with us today, and she is a amazing, an amazing, an amazing, amazing woman. Um, and she is just dedicating everything that she has within her to empower the world. Um, we have a caller I'm going to take who, um, I guess he has some questions or comments. Hello? Yes, Hello? can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. My name is Arthur. What's your first name? It's Arthur. Arthur. Okay, Arthur. We're glad glad that you called in. Um, what did you, did you have you a doing, question Mo? or hot row? <laughs> hi, hi. Did you have a question or comment for our guest today? Well, it was actually my comment was about uh, writing in general. Y'all were speaking about you know like some of the opportunities and. You know, helping people that are trying to develop the craft and, you know, so forth. And, you know, I just wanted to make a comment about that and, you know, like some of the opportunities that are out there that some people may not know or may not have had a chance to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, lately, you know, within the last five years, blogs, uh, have become huge uh, as well. You know, doing a lot of digital publishing, and now, especially, you know, we've become an app-based society. Uh, some publishers are creating their own apps. Some writers have their own apps where people can download uh, and read the stories directly. You know, so it's a big opportunity for a lot of writers to take advantage of that versus traditional publishing or vanity publishing. Um, print on demand that. In the last ten years, that's become a huge uh, area that a lot of writers, you know, have ventured into, and there's nothing wrong with it. Because uh, what happens is the company, even with the vanity press, where you go to them and they just act as printers and not real publishers. So that's the thing uh, with any kind of self-publishing. Any of those companies are mainly going to act as a printer, and you're going to have to do all the work. And that works for some people, but a lot of people, you know, they can't afford to go and put the money into marketing promotion to really sell and push that book. You know, that the way a um, more established publishing house would. So that's the big difference between, you know, going through a directly through a publishing house or working with one of these vanity printers or even one of these print on demand publishers. You just have to the writing part, that's the easy part for most people, is the business end of it as far as do you have the money to really promote or do you have the time to really go on a book tour outside of your city? A lot of writers don't. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things uh, when you sit down to write, if you look to get it published, you got to look at your goals. Some people just want to see their books in print. Some people, you know, they want to be the next Tyler Perry or Eric Jerome Dickey or the next, you know, whoever. So that's one of the things that people really got to look at and ask themselves, what are my goals with this project? And sometimes your projects might be just to learn the business. And if that's the case, I definitely you know, recommend, you know, try one of these print-on-demand publishers out. Try one of these vanity publishers. The vanity publishers, they'll charge you thousands of dollars just to see your book in print. Uh, you can do a print-on-demand book with some uh, company like Lulu.com and get your book published for under $200. Mm-hmm. 
So that's one of the avenues that people can go. Um, I know that the author that's on the line right now, she's a life coach. That's another avenue that uh, even here on Blog Talk, we have hundreds of life coaches, and a lot of people, they really want to help people out there. And you can become a life coach, a lot of these programs, and you can Google this. Uh, they're under $400. Uh, some of them are two, three-day classes. Um, life coaching is one of those things that's not regulated by the federal government. There is a organization called Life Coach Federation of America. Well, Life Coach Federation, but it's a privately owned company. So, you know, that's another avenue that a lot of writers in recent years have taken on. So, you know, there's a lot of things out there. And I don't want to keep going on and on, <laughs> but it's a lot of avenues that people can go. Um, one of the most important things, if people are looking to get published by a professional publishing house, they need to learn how to write a query letter to an agent or to a publisher. Most publishers, they unless you have an agent, they won't even look at it. But you can go to a website like writerscafe.org. It has a list of agents that are accepting uh, new clients. So they're very friendly to new writers. So definitely a resource that a lot of people can take advantage of. Again, digital publishing, that is the future that we live in now. Even Amazon, uh, they in the last couple months, they've made deals directly with writers. You know, they're not even dealing with some publishers. So it's a lot of avenues that people can, you know, definitely check out. Okay, well, we thank you so much for calling in. Um, we're going to give back to our um, guest today and um, so we can make sure we get all of her info out and what she has to bring to the table today. But thank you so much for calling in and being a part. Oh, uh, that's no problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, Mario, did you have? What did you want to oh, touch Mario on? Mario took over your show while you were gone. See, huh? wait a minute. Oh, that's okay. See, 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 this is, he told me not to tell you, but I said as soon as you get back on the line, I'm telling him. That's okay. That's okay. And I want him to. Just, and see, I was just going to just compliment you again. I'm going to take what I was going to say back. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be on my side. You know, I, this, this hurts. I this told hurts. Really. you I was going to tell her. I, I thought you was, was going to tell her. Lying. I thought you was lying. See how you do me? No, I never. Now, that's one thing I, I don't do too much of, and I'm not going to say never. But I'm going to keep it real, even to the point that it hurt people feelings sometimes. But people come back and say, you know, I appreciate you telling me that. Or, you know, as I say, you don't really have friends if they let you walk around looking crazy or if they don't tell you the truth. People that don't tell you the truth, they're not your friends. They're fake. You have to tell people the truth. I agree. I agree. Thanks for uh, telling on me. But I'm a, I got a question for you. <laughs> Since you want to tell on somebody, I want you to tell the audience that uh, as far as the, the Houston area, what advice did you give the many people that you embraced it or talked to in the Houston area about the purpose of life? And what can you tell the people nationwide the purpose of life? You know, I don't I don't think it's any I don't think it's any different whether it's Houston or whether it's nationally. I just really think if you're saying the purpose of life is just pursuing your passion. And I read somebody somebody wrote something the other day that they said they were gonna talk stop talking about life 
and start living it. And just really mm. have those those days where you you've done everything you wanted to do. You you knew you ate what you wanted to eat. You you if you wanted to go horseback riding, you did that. If you wanted to go on a Segway tour, you did that. Me and my dude, we'll go to the beach in the middle of the week, you know. And it's not to say I don't get my work done, but it's still about embracing life and just, you know, not having many boundaries other than treat people right and treating people like you want to be treated. And But everything else is just what's my passion and what's going to make me happy. And if you find something that's not making you happy, why are you still doing it? If you go into a job you hit every day, why are you still going other than the obvious bills? Because we all got them, you know, light bill, water bill, we got our own bill. We all have those. But at the end of the day, when are you going to invest some of that energy that you're sitting up telling everybody, I post on Facebook every day, how you hate your job? When are you going to take some of that mm-hmm. energy and post on Facebook that you need a job? Hey, do you guys know anybody that's hiring? I get people jobs all the time. I refer so many people that it's, it's ridiculous. Because all you have to do is tell me you're looking. You want to do something different. And if there's something I can do to help you, I'm going to help you. I'm going to dig into my network and say, hey, y'all, who's hiring? A lot of times we spend our energy on the things we hate instead of spending our energy on the things we love. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's the purpose of life. It's not to seek approval from the people here walking around because, you know, if you're not careful, y'all going to all be standing on a campfire in the depths of hell, talking about, wow, Father, you were the first place. So you have to really be careful not to stake your claim on, you know, the people on earth or the things on earth. You just have to to live your life and and be okay with the stuff that you choose. That's that's what I'm talking about. Well, how can can somebody get this book? Like, what can we purchase your book at? What can we keep in contact with you? How can we follow you? Can you give us something? So my um, my brand is Your Girl Power, and if you do anything Your Girl Power, you'll find me. I'm Your Girl Power on Twitter. I'm Your Girl Power at Hotmail. My website is Your Girl Power. Of course, the books are available for download on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can get paper copies on my website. You can get paper copies on Amazon. If you just want to hit me up on Facebook, you can find me. I mean, if you look up Girl Power pretty much anywhere, Google+, Plus, LinkedIn, you're going to find me. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm accessible. I, I, I'm definitely not superstar status. I don't feel I am. And when people have questions, they hit me up and, and they ask me and I answer them. And, you know, I, I think that knowledge is to be shared. Knowledge is not something that you keep, you know, bundled up to yourself and you, you, you show off to the world the things you got from that knowledge, but you don't really show the world your knowledge. I tell people all the time, coaching happens every day. So if I run into you and you tell me something, and if it's not quite right, I'm going to say, do you mind? Are you are you open for coaching? And I'll tell you what to fix. And people will come back to me months and years later and say, hey, you remember the day you told me that? Thank you so much. And it, it's not that I'm white. It's just that God gave me, I can see. I can see ideas. And I also execute. Those are my two strengths. It's just my ability to have good ideas and my ability to act on those ideas. I write for eight different magazines now. I write an empowerment column. I write uh, two columns called Girl Power. I write three columns called Power for Your World. And I write three columns called Girl, You Got Power. And all three of them are really just 
you know, a, a short injection of, hey, this is life, and, and you have choices, and you can walk in your purpose, and you can pursue your passion, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't. So they're all really get up and go columns every month. Just get up and go. Read my column and get up and go. Come back next month and read it. But this month, get up and go. I totally agree, and I can definitely um, relate to the uh, the job thing. I was at a job that I absolutely hated. I knew it wasn't for me, and um, I, I didn't quit. I, I waited out the time, you know, and let them let me go. But now that I'm not there anymore, it's like, wow. Freedom. Now I can actually be, yeah, yeah. Like I pulled out the parking lot and I haven't looked back since. And I had so many people in my ear like, oh, that's a good government job. Oh, you better keep that. You better girl, it ain't nothing. And all I knew was I knew what I was going through. And it didn't matter how much I explained to them or what, oh, you, oh, that ain't nothing. That's because so many of us are used to, just dealing with it. Oh, just check it out. You look up and you've been on a job 50 years. You ain't did nothing else in life but worked on that job. You still broke yep. and miserable. Your body wore out. You yep. Oh, now you ain't got nothing left. Now what? And I'm not yep. getting another life. I don't have five lives sitting waiting on me. Okay, now I'm done with this life. I can do this one now. So let me go and do what I didn't do with another one. No, I just have one. So yeah. I um, you know what, what I basically... I had uh-huh. I went to a seminar and they asked me what would you do with six months to live and you know what talk crossed my mind just you just said I can't put this job on that tombstone right and nobody Ooh. will care about that yeah yeah, no, yeah. and it's a lot of it's a lot of uh dead dreams and goals in the cemetery dead ideas potential dead yeah yeah so. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't I take woke me you long up, Mom. I trust the nerve. I trust yeah. the nerve. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, you know I'm, what? It's what we were taught. We were taught. Exactly. So it becomes a generational thing, though, if you don't break the cycle. The cycle. Yeah. I'm and so with Hope and Faith coming up, with the book I'm writing with Hope and Faith, in the book, when Hope talks, she's Ladybug, because Hope has a tough outer shell. She's a tough chick. Faith is butterfly. She seems fragile, but she's really not. She's really the one that can stand the test of peer pressure and stand the test of time. And she, but when she she's going to be the one who's more often than not going to follow the rules. Hope's going to try to try to line. But then when I talk, I'm Queen B in the book. But they're coming out with their own line of jewelry called Ladybug and Butterfly by Queen B. Nothing elaborate. Faith like simple jewelry, little simple rings, little simple earrings. Hope, if it ain't bling, bling, she ain't wearing it. She like the biggest earrings. Her head be drooping over because her earrings be so heavy. And you can't even see her little finger because her ring is so big. And so that's what the jewelry line is going to embody for them, something that they can fulfill themselves. When I went to the ribbon cutting at the store, Hope told me she wanted her own store. And so I said, this is how you build it. So they're going to start with a little Etsy on Facebook. They're going to sell about five little rings each, five little necklaces each, five little bracelets each. They get the orders. I'm going to have it set up so they can fulfill their own orders, send people their own little thank you notes. And as they grow, I'm going to put all their money up. Their next move, they get a card in the mall. Put all their little money up. Their next move, they get them a storefront. 
But see, I didn't have anybody to teach me that. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. And like I told him, if Will Smith can put all his children to work, I can too. And so I think that's where it starts. It starts with this generation of us really showing them that life is out there for the taking. Nobody's stopping you. There's no active movements to keep people down nowadays. It's something that's ingrained in us from so long ago that we tend to we tend to continue to carry it, you know, and continue to discriminate against each other and 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 be so envious of each other that we can't help each other. But there's there's nothing actively keeping us from going out and just doing the most we can every day. And so we have to teach our kids that that it's all about whatever you have the creativity to do, you can go make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about them putting them to work. I'm excited about that. Yes, that's awesome. Um, we're going to take a short break, and um, we'll be right back. speaker and author Mario you there? Yes, I'm here. I, yeah I'm here I'm, I'm here okay <laughs> Mario you done tuned out on me because you got me now he want to get quiet right no no yeah. what I'm doing is 
what I'm doing is I'm, I'm getting outnumbered by the girl power that's going on up in here. I'm just trying I'm to stand there. No, no, I'm just trying to stay in my role, stay in my lane, and be submissive to the host <laughs> and the guest. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, that's not true, Mario. That's not true. We I'm need gonna, me, and we start, really do. I'm going to start me a, a boy tower. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I know a couple of boys around the corner right now that need to pull their pants up right now. So I'm going to go around the corner and talk, start talking to them. You need to. I told you you need to get with me offline. I can send some people your way. Oh, yeah. We're going we gonna, we gonna to talk uh, after the show and... Because the same thing you're talking about, I, I want to happen up here, and I need your help, you know, so I, I really want to discuss some things with you. I'm a huge, but, huge, huge, net, I'm a networking fanatic. I am. Uh, okay, what we're going to do right now is we do have a new segment on the show called The Champagne Room, and The Champagne Room is where we take emails. So we about to go in The Champagne Room. And I do have an email from an anonymous person who's stating to the guest, do you do, like, any overnight mentoring to uh, guide the, the girls into uh, womanhood? Do I sponsor overnight mentoring? Yeah, like, do you have, like, any sleepovers where the, you uh, bring the children over and, you know, you, you show them things like how to cook and, you know, show them things how to, you know, to be a a, a girl or be a woman itself. I don't do anything overnight. I am. There are two different um, community um, housing areas, and I'm going to start to work with them, and I'm going to go out there once every other week, and we'll have different topics that we talk about. Uh, I'm also active in several different uh, girls' mentoring programs, young ladies' mentoring programs. I'm hearing to join the board of, director, board of directors for Dove Ministries. That's here in Houston. That's for the younger girls, 21 to 25. I help support this initiative called Girls on the Move, and this great doctor here named Dr. Wendy Johnson, she gets about 300 to 400 little girls' hair done the day before school starts every single year. She goes to Franklin Beauty School, and I go up there and I talk to them while they're getting their hair done, and she just does fabulous things in the community. So anything that anybody wants me to do, I typically reach out and do that. But in terms of letting them spend the night with me, uh-uh. No. <laughs> I clearly understand. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we no. have one more. We, we have one more email that I have actually the caller's stuff name is Keisha. I well, the, the person who wrote the email name is Keisha, and it's actually what you just stated about the beauty uh, school. But this question is saying, have you contacted any local school districts about, you know, doing mentoring inside the school system itself? So I I am I do have uh, a independent school t- uh, district. She wanted me to come out and do a Black History program there. I'm going to be at Houston Community College uh, speaking during Black History Month. So I'm going to be honest in terms of uh, outreach, and I don't want to be sound like I'm lazy, but it's like God just sends me who he wants me to work with. So the school districts, they're coming. Uh, I have another lady, she works for um, 
think that's uh, Glenn Forrest ISD. She wants me to start going out and mentoring uh, little girls at the school for her. So, I mean, the, the contacts, they, they come. And as the, the calls come, I answer them. I really never tell anybody no. You know, I don't charge for my speaking engagements like I should when it's schools and stuff like that. I know people do, but I don't. And um, I, I do go out to speak at churches. And, I mean, I, I'm, I go out to business events and speak. I speak a lot of different places. So but in terms of little girls, anything that comes my way, I've spoke to track teams and you name it. I, I pretty much do it. Wow. I'm not sure if that answers the question or not, but God, he really he keeps people. He keeps people in my life, and whatever he sends my way, you know, I pick it up. I, I feel like no meetings or chance, and even this radio call, no coincidence. Everything has a reason. And if you stop to say, what's the reason and, and who did I meet today? and reflect on who who you met today, I mean, it just it just opens up an entirely different world for you. But if any of the callers are interested, they can send me an email at yourgirlpower at Hotmail. I'll do Skype. I do telepresence. Uh, I have a group that I'm going to start working, on, uh, working with in Tennessee, a women's ministry. I coach anybody because whatever it is that you want to get better at, all you got to do is tell me this is what I want to get better at. Even to the point, sometimes people come to me and they don't know. And that's a point I want to make about coaching is a lot of times we don't invest in ourselves. Coaching is an investment in yourself. I have two coaches. If you don't have a coach, you need one because a coach is that person that doesn't tell you your idea is crazy. Matter of fact, they're going to try to help you make that idea happen. And at the end of the day, we have to invest in ourselves. It's a business investment. You write off on your taxes. Why would you not invest in that next level? And even my coach, um, we were talking about 2012 back in October. That's another thing a coach does for you. A coach makes you push fast forward and look to the future. But he said my goal is not to make a million dollars. He said my goal is how many millionaires I can make. Mm. So for a coach to tell me that as a coach, Mm -hmm. so that is a challenge. Are you going to throw down the gauntlet, huh? So it it no longer becomes about how much money am I going to make, how many people can I touch that are going to write a best-selling book, that are going to come out with a best-selling album because I was in their life. And it just put a whole different spin on everything that I do. And even for the year 2012, my focus is multiple streams of income. So if I'm helping you write a book, I'm going to also say, like the caller, I think his name was Arthur, said earlier, I'm going to see, okay, well, what can you get out of this book? Can you get speaking engagements out of this book? What can you get out of this book? Can you uh, can you do something to uh, do a book signing at a cutting-edge place? What can you do to make your money off this book? Because he's right. The, the, the easy part, to a certain extent, is writing it. The hard part is how you can get the book out. But, yeah, I, I, coach, I, I coach pretty much anybody, to be honest. Anybody that's willing to invest in themselves, and ready to go to the next level, I coach them. Wow. Ooh, you just like a lot of information on us. Huh? What, was the question? what was the question? Do we get something to drink in the champagne room? You can't just We're working on that. We're working on that. I need a sip. 
Yeah, well, we're working on it. Well, <laughs> look at you, look at you. She's telling you, you sip us something to drink. You better get some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I know, right? I don't need anything after New Year's. Oh, man. Okay, I have, I have right one now. more question for you. I have one more question for you before we take a break because it seemed like the champagne room got dull. Um, this last question states that as far as your book, what inside your book can make me buy it? What can I say about my book to make you buy it? That's what the question says. Wait, wait, hold on. See, Welcome to the Champagne Room. We got people tipsy right now asking questions, so we want to know. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I can click on my feet, so I don't have a problem with that. I would say, and I have two books out, and I would say for somebody who really wants coaching, but they, they, they're not in a place right now where they can afford coaching, the Big Five Guide to Girl Power is as close as you're going to come as a sit-down coaching session with me. It shows you how to chart your course make your goals, it asks you questions that really make you put some thought behind what it is what it is you want, what it is you want to do, how are you going to accomplish that, are you setting realistic goals, are you taking into consideration your obstacles and your options, Are you do you have the willpower to accomplish those goals. And so at the end of the day, that is the guide that I would literally go through you with go through with you if I were coaching you one on one. So if you don't want to spend the money to get one on one coaching, I'd say buy the book and let the book coach you. I talk in the book, my tone is very conversational. I never try to talk above anybody's head. At the end of the day it's about doing better and wanting to be better. So if you want to be better, get the book. And if you don't, you know, I don't I don't know what to tell you, but other than that it's the best. It's the best coaching you're gonna get without me standing in front of you, telling you every step of the way. So if you're somebody who can be self-taught and can learn yourself and, and read and, and take motivation from that, you definitely need to get the book. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we we're gonna have to wrap things up for tonight, and. Um, you have really laid a lot of info on us today, and I know I will definitely be um, using this and applying it to my 2012 goals and uh, just everything. It's just it's so much. I can't even think straight. It's so much that you so touched on. So I want to offer you both a gift before I go. I want mm-hmm. to offer you both a free consultation with my coaching. And it's an opportunity for you to sit down, tell me what you're working on, and let me just see if I can help you. It's free, and I I, I think it may I think it might help you out a little bit. And I'll put it to both of you guys. And I appreciate you having me on. Wow! Oh, thank you, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much, and I, I know I will be definitely uh using that, taking advantage of that ASAP. I know I will. I will also. Uh, but we thank you so much for your time and um, coming on. You know, we're just starting out. December was our first month, and it was a good month, and I'm looking for January to be even better. You're our first guest for the year. So Yay, uh, we don't have any. Please. I know. We don't have any um, any door prizes, but I do have an applause. I can I can give you one of those. <laughs> 
We don't have anything as of yet that we can um, give you, but it's coming. It's coming. Um, hey, hey, just send me an email. I'll send you some stuff, Mama. Yeah, but th- I thank you so send much. Send me an email. Um, I got you. Okay, I definitely will as soon as I as soon as the show over with. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much for um, for just chatting with us and giving us all the information that you gave us. Um, is what we needed to hear, and hopefully our listeners will take advantage of your services and um, just try to push forward to work towards their goals, get off those jobs that you don't like and you hate, and try to build on something that you do enjoy doing and work towards being a millionaire or whatever your goal is. But, um, yeah, so we're going to um Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. It up. Thank you so much. You have a very good evening and a blessed year. I will. Thank you. Thank you, Mario. You're welcome. <laughs> bye. Talk, talk, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Make sure you bye. call me. Bye. Oh, I will. Bye-bye. Wow. Okay, we're going to take a break. What a show. We seem to be needing almost two hours now because we get guests that are so good that it's really hard to stop the show because the information and the conversation gets so deep. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, love like, it though. I really love it. I love it. I love it. It's like we start and then we, we miss the seven fifteen break and then we miss the seven thirty break and before you know it at seven forty five. But I like it. it I I'd rather it be like that than for it to be dry and and just full of emptiness. So that's I like it. I like it like that. Yeah. We had a lot of people on chat tonight participating. I really like that because usually the chat is empty. But they, I'm in there talking to myself. They actually funny on the chat. I was trying to hold hold myself back from laughing at what they were talking about. Well, right. um, also, um, what, so our listeners and and those of you on chat, let you have to let us let me know on chat that you want to be on air because the last two shows we had, I had like three people on hold. And every time I went to the to open the call, they wouldn't say anything. So they just wanted to, or they'll hang up and call back. They just wanted to listen over the phone. But I still get, you know, I can see all the callers here on my screen. But you have to kind of let me know that I know, um, to let me know that you want to come on air and you have a question or comment. Otherwise, you know, I don't know if you just want to listen over the phone because I do have a lot of people who don't log in, but they just call in and listen to the show. So just kind of, you know, if you own chat or you you got chat available, just hit me up and let me know you want to say something. Mario, no poems today. Mario. Okay, I guess not. Um. Also, um. Tomorrow, actually, you got something? Well, I thought you was gone. Was no, right actually, along. I, no, actually, I don't have one today. I'm sorry, but okay. what I do have is some of the, some of the Kool Aid that I did drink in the champagne room. But I don't have no corn tonight. Kool Aid? I need some of that right now. I'm so hungry. <sighs> um, this was really a good show. I think every show is just gets better and better. Um, you know, you know what stands out the most is the fact that the guest that comes on the show, they are writers and they very creative. But what they're doing is, their books are inspiration and motivation, and they self improvement books also. Because most everybody right. that we talk to, tell us about their book and help the cause that else. we're going through right now. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. And I think it it has to be. Um, a purpose. I do embrace all writers and I support all writers and authors, but I still feel like it has to be some type of purpose behind what you're doing. It has to be some type of purpose behind your book or, you know, your business. What what do you do? It has to be something behind it or it's kind of a waste of time. That's just my opinion. But, um... We are gonna, um... Wrap things up tonight. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the chat. I really enjoyed the chat. I'm so glad we had company because it was like, <laughs> man, I, when I first started opening up the chat, um, Wendell, I'd be the only one on there. Welcome, hello, and then my one person might show up. Then it'd be somebody else. Nobody want to say nothing. So I really enjoyed um, those of you who joined us on chat tonight. That was. Um, Really amusing. Um, thank you. I hope we we see you guys tomorrow. Also, for those of you who don't know, we'll be doing uh, five days a week now. 
five days a week. Um, I didn't do last Friday. Something came up, and I wasn't able to do last Friday, but I am uh, definitely looking towards five days a week, 7 p.m. I pushed it back from 6 because that, that gives our listeners and our guests time to get situated for the evening, and um, that's pretty much it. I will be looking into going on the uh, real radio in the Chicagoland area for like once or twice a week. Um so that is one of the plans for 2012 because there is not a show right now on the radio in Chicago doing what we do. So I do have that on my list of goals, on our list of goals, and um, it's going to happen. I'm not really worried about it. It's, it's going to happen. Also, uh, check out our blog, uh, blackwriterspace.blogspot.com. That's blackwriterspace with two S's. And check us out on Facebook. We have a uh, personal page on Facebook, a fan page, and we have the group, Black Writer Space. So if you're not a part of that, definitely um, join that. And I think we got 300 and something members. Um, I do different posts on self-publishing and um, writing tips, just different stuff. Everything is circled around writing. So, and just continue to pass the word about um, Black Writers Space. We are definitely um, attempting to conquer the world with writing. We are trying to touch people with pen and paper. So, um, definitely continue to pass the word. Tune in, send a link to somebody, post it on your wall. Feel free to post on the group wall with comments anyway. And, um... You know, we really just want our listeners to know and our guests that we really appreciate you guys, and we would not have this show if it were not for you. So, right. uh, Marvio, you got anything? We got like five minutes. You said everything. You just won't set up for nothing. <laughs> I'll be trying to get everything nothing. in because, you know, I get out and I'll be like, man, I didn't get a chance to say the link because I want people to interact. Also, we're on Twitter, too. I'm sorry about that. But, um, uh-huh. hush. I I'm just saying, you, know, you just don't what? just get the girl power going on, and you just say, forget me. Well, okay, step up to the plate. What I, what I, what I tell you yesterday? Step I, it up. I ain't got nothing to say. Step it up. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna say nothing. All I'm gonna say is thank you all for uh, tuning in, taking your time out to to just, just just to be a part of what we call a family. We we want your feedback. We want you to tell us when we're doing something wrong. Tell us when we're doing something good. Talk to us. I mean, we ain't scared of criticism. We want it because we want everybody to be involved. Call in. Like we said, we got the champagne room. Send an email to blackwriterspace at gmail.com. You know, go on the chat. If you know you're online, go on the chat. While we, while we got the show going, and you can ask a question there. Just talk to us, you know, and that way every show we can improve together as one, not just by ourselves. That's all. Yeah, I finally got it out. Now what? Okay, good for you. Um, we will see you guys tomorrow at seven. Tomorrow we'll have we'll have Kimberly Hooker. Forgive me, I don't have her entire correct name, but we have another awesome author tomorrow. I think she has about four or five books. Um, so well, we look forward to that, and we will see you guys tomorrow at seven, same place, same time. 
Thanks. Good night. Earth, air, 